0: Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven fempreneurs learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Turn your dreams into actionable, marketable, and profitable plans and make your business irresistible. Hey, Bombshell. Welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. You are listening to episode five. It's the final episode in the business success pyramid. Uh, And it is at the very tippity top, your personal brand. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle. And I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. I know you have so many listening options between podcasts and YouTube and music or books on tape, showing my age, Um, books on MP3, I guess. (laughs) Um, So I just, I want to thank you and just say I really cherish the time commitment you've shared with me. Um, I know you have lots of options. And I also want to thank you for the amazing feedback you've given on iTunes. Um, The reviews are pouring in, and so I'm just going to give a couple shout-outs out of the several options that I have. So I'm, I'm, I just pulled three and want to say thank you because you've been so gracious to leave a review. Um, so I'm going to start with somebody that I know. I know this person very well. She is a long-term client of mine, and um, I love her dearly. Um, Jenny B. Wells says, "'A must. Amber has been a life-changer for me. Seriously, I would not be where I am today if I had not turned to her for guidance. If you want direction, clarification, and a push in your business, she's your gal. She is amazing.'" Jenny B., I think you're amazing too. And um, I might have been walking alongside you on your journey, but you're the one that did the heavy lifting. So um, thank you for that. Okay, this one is by Jambi Media, maybe Jambi Media. It says, epic, totally digging this podcast. Amber brings it in a real and authentic way. Hashtag fan for life. And it's got some emoticons, um, thumbs up, okay sign, and like the rock and roll fingers. So um, anybody who knows me knows I love to communicate in emoticons and bitmojis. (laughs) So um, we don't need words anymore, do we? So that's awesome. Um, And then finally, uh, again, so many to choose from. So I just selected a a few, but um, Bombshell Podcast by Fancy Face S.C.H., Now I'm not only motivated, I am ready. Amber has a way of always lifting my spirits and giving me real business scenario examples to help me apply what she has taught me. I love how she can always connect with me and my business and I recommend her podcast to anyone who's looking to grow. It's always easy to find someone to get you started, but Amber is perfect for the self-starter and overachiever who wants someone to guide them and keep them at the top of their game. Amber is smart, tech savvy, and a communication expert. Thank you, Amber, for sharing your success and helping me be me. Wow, you are for sure a bombshell because if you're a self-starter and need that little extra push and just someone to help you be more of you, you're definitely a... um, 100% 100% bombshell type. So thank you guys so much for those um, amazing reviews and iTunes and I hope they keep coming in. Um, so let's let's talk about today's episode a little actually let's let's back up because again I said we're in uh, the third, section of the pyramids. We're at the very top of my business success pyramid. So in episode three, we discuss the foundation of the business success pyramid, um, which is your company culture. And of course you got a free worksheet. So you could either create or revisit your company mission, uh, your values, your service basics, your people practices, and all that good stuff. So without that foundation in place. We know it's super difficult to build a brand and promote your company consistently while making super solid decisions on a day-to-day basis, you know, just without that North Star, without that measuring stick, if you will. Then in episode four, we talked about the second layer of my business success pyramid, which is your company brand. So we talked about the problem that your company solved, how you do it uniquely from your competition, and specifically who you solve those problems for. Now, spoiler alert, we're going to get into that a little bit but uh, on your personal brand, but it's super important for you to establish that for your business brand. Um, and of course, you got a worksheet for that too. So um, I gave tons of questions for you to explore, so you could actually create your brand promise. So I walked you through how to create your brand promise. No matter if you're a solopreneur or you have, you know, thousands of employees or five employees or your first employee, um, that's that's a very solid foundation that you absolutely have to have. Um, your company culture and then your brand. And then today, we're going to talk about the top of the business success pyramid, your personal brand. But even before we get into the details of this, um, (laughs) I want to tell you a story about my date night with my husband just the other night at one of our favorite Nashville restaurants, one of our friend's favorite uh, Nashville restaurants too. In fact, I don't know anybody who lives in middle Tennessee who doesn't have amazing things to say about this place, but it's Urban Grub. So Nashville is definitely the it city if you're coming to town. Uh, definitely make sure that Urban Grub is on your list of, of our many amazing restaurants to try. Um, so just to give you a little history, the very first night that we met there uh, or that we went there, we met Wilson. He was our server. He was very bold. Um, and, and this is how it went down. So um, bear with me while I kind of give you the backstory and then I'll, I'll get back to, our, to date night. So um Wilson comes and he's just very full of personality and um he asks what type of wine I liked. Well, I am a, a wine snob and I'm very particular about the kind that I that, that I like. Um a very wide palette, but very specific with, you know, the notes and that sort of thing. So um I wasn't really super familiar with their wine list, which is awesome because then you get to explore, right? So um I looked at him and I said, "You know, I might want to take a recommendation, but I also let you know that if you bring me something that's like watery or crappy, I'm probably going to cry." So he says, "Okay, well, um, do you? What do you put in your coffee?" And I said, "Nothing. I just I drink it black, or I put a little coconut oil in it." And he goes, no cream or sugar. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, that's like adulterating coffee. Now, I know lots of my bombshells love lattes and cappuccinos and all that kind of stuff. No offense, that's just how I like my coffee. And so he goes, okay, what kind of chocolate do you like? Are you a dark chocolate girl? Do you like nuts in it? Do you uh, like milk chocolate or white chocolate? And I was like, oh, 70%. And I really like it, you know, European or Ghirardelli or higher end type of um of chocolate. So he's like, okay. So then he started asking other things like, what kind of sushi do you eat? Blah, blah, blah. Well, so he's like, okay, I got you. So he brings me back a glass of wine. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest wine ever. It was so tasty and I loved it. And he goes, um, okay, well, um, I'm ordering your meal for you too. You like fish? I'm like, I love fish. I could eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He ordered my entire night appetizers, salad, Everything, start to finish, wine, everything. Wilson just handled it. So at that point, I was like, dang, like best experience ever. And he did the same thing for my husband and I think the friends that we were with too. So after that, we never had anybody wait on us but Wilson. We would make reservations, request for Wilson. If we happened to pop in, we were like, oh, we'll wait until Wilson you know, has time for us. Well, he moved on, um, wonk, wonk. Uh, and, and of course, we kept going because it's a fine restaurant. We love it. Um, and so we were there the other night, so we're sitting at our little table, drinking our wine, um, and, you know, enjoying ourselves. And then we look over at this guy and, um, he's very animated. Um, he's got the serious hipster beard. Like you totally can't miss him. Like he's just like a, a presence in the room and he's, um, waiting on this other table had nothing to do with us, like a few, three or four tables away. So I looked over at my husband, Jeff, and I was like, oh my God, it's, Wilson in training. And, and Jeff was like, I was just about to say that. So anyways, he happens to um, bring food over to our table and he says, um, hey guys, my name is James. Hope you enjoy this. I, you know, I hope y'all are having a very nice evening tonight at Urban Grub. And so we were again, very impressed. And of course, because I'm in branding and marketing and employee engagement and all these different things. I'm like, man, he's so freaking smart. He told us his name. Um, Can I just add that there was nothing wrong with the server that we had, but suddenly we were very interested in this James fellow. So he walked by our table again and my husband stopped him and he introduced him or introduced us to James and said, you know, Hey, next time we're going to ask for you. And he was like, okay, great guys. That's, that's awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to it. So then it gets better. There's anybody who's a foodie is like totally into the story. I know. So, um, there's a 12 top bias and they're, you know, it's just a group of, you know, young kind of like millennials and couples and everything. I think they're probably celebrating something. And he starts describing one of the specials and he's like, all right, gang, it's going to be sweet and tangy. Then he held up his hand and starts counting off his fingers. Y'all got. Uh, You got your sweet, you got your tangy, you got your salty. And he's like literally ticking off his fingers as he described this. So just all in. And so I wrote this down in my iPhone notes. I know, total bad date, right? But I wrote it down because I knew that I was going to be recording this episode. And I'm like, man... This guy's got it. Like he gets the energy of this group and he's being animated. He's using body language. The way that he's talking to him is very familiar and friendly. They will never forget James. Okay. So then we get up to leave and he's still over kind of by that table and we just very quietly, not trying to interrupt their evening or what's going on with James and, you know, this table of 12 and just say, you know, hey, goodbye. And he says, hey, thanks for coming in, Jeff and Amber. I'll see you guys soon. He remembered our names like he knew in his mind. He worked for that. Now, again, there was nothing wrong with our server. She was lovely. She was very sweet. She handled us well. She took care of our every need. But we just happened to love a highly engaged, big personality who just adores selling whatever it is that that Chef created. And so... Um, so we tend to want to have that kind of fun, interactive, you know, high-fiving, laughing, like talking about the food, joking around. That's the kind of experience that we like to have. So obviously, James is a great fit for us and the type of evening that we like. So let's go back to the pyramid and, and let me tell you kind of how this fits in. So urban grub has a culture. It's, it's like the family rules, right? We talked about that. And when we go into urban grub, we all feel feel the urban grub culture. I couldn't tell you exactly what it is, but you feel it. And it's consistent. It's consistent with the employees. It's consistent when you go in that that just the feeling and, and the priorities that they have and the way that they do business, how they make their decisions, you can feel that culture. And then, of course, the restaurant has its own brand. So it's what their customers and potential future customers believe about the restaurant. But every person in there from the executive chef who, P.S., like I just found out because they have like the most amazing um, Gouda grits. Like shut up. Their smoked Gouda grits are so freaking good. Well, he he, sto- he grinds them himself. So that's probably why they're so good. Anyway, so th- these are some things you know about the the executive chef and his personal brand. But then you also have the super friendly GM and then you have James and everyone else in there from the person who greets you. And they all have their own personal brands in addition to the Urban Grub brand. And I guarantee you, the James focusing on his personal brand, in addition to the Urban Grub brand, makes Urban Grub a lot more money because he can upsell like a boss. I mean, you can just hear him describing things and getting people excited and buying them in. So you know you're ordering a more expensive glass of wine. You're probably going to get a dessert that you weren't planning on getting. So he's, he's making more money. Now, that being said, James is not for everyone. If you don't want a more boisterous server and you prefer a more low key person, you maybe want a quieter, um, and I'm sure he could adapt to that. But I'm just saying like on the surface, this is who James is. James would probably immediately turn you off. So that's a good thing. He don't want to mess with you anyways, people like that's not fun for him. It's not fun for us. He can't make as much money like, you know, he needs to wait on the people get those reoccurring customers coming in who say, I want to sit with James, I want to sit with James, then he's golden the rest of the night. Whereas another person who might be a little more delicate or might be a little more soft-spoken or quiet or pensive, that that's a good person for somebody who is attracted to those type of characteristics. So you can't be for everyone. If you try to please everyone, you will please no one. But I guarantee you, that he does well with groups and diehard foodies and people like us, but maybe not with everybody. So you can see if you're a day spa owner, a slot owner, if you have a law firm or a fitness center or a gym, or you have a brand with lots of individual brands, with lots of competing people within that brand, you've got to get your team to not only understand Your brand, they need to understand their brand. So when I go in and speak to teams in these type of environments, whether it's a a fitness center or a a day spa or whatever, I love asking individuals in the group, like in front of each other, like while they're sitting next to like their colleague or their, you know, maybe it's we both rent booths here. Maybe it is your own business, but you are at an actual um, salon or whatever that looks like. I just ask, like, okay, why would I hire you as a trainer and not him? And point to the person next to them? Or why would I get a massage from you and not from her? And you should see their faces. It just jars them. They don't want to act like they're competing with their friends at work, but they're really not at all. So I could tell you, I love a fur massage and I need my hips and my glutes worked on. So if you have an issue rubbing my behind, then I'm not going to have a good massage because I have a lot of issues, unfortunately, in my hips and therefore my glutes. Like I have terrible arthritis, like terrible arthritis in my hip and and it affects my glute muscles. And so for me to just be able to functionally walk, like I have to get my glutes worked on. So if that's something that makes a massage therapist uncomfortable, or maybe they're just not really super talented or they don't understand those muscle groups as much as maybe like, I don't know, upper back or neck, like everybody kind of has their thing, right? Then I'm not going to be happy. Now, my friend, on the other hand, who I go spaing with, she would feel like she got beat up after a massage that would be a good fit for me. She doesn't like that. She's more of a fluff and buff kind of person. And she would feel totally uncomfortable with her glutes exposed and actually somebody touching her tush. I mean, that's like off, off, no, we're not doing that. Um, and that's fine. But you can see we need two different types of massage therapists. And I could go on and on and on about examples like this. But whether or not you choose to define your personal brand is irrelevant because other people are going to define it for you. And you don't want other people shaping what you want to be known for. Um, Jeff Bezos, the, the founder of Amazon, says that your personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Boom. That is something to think about. All right, bombshell. I want you to sit there and simmer on that for a second. What are people saying about you when you're not in the room? Even if it doesn't have anything to do with what it is that you do professionally, people have a snapshot in their mind of who you are. Okay giving you lots of examples, lots of stories. So let's dig into the specifics of what a personal brand is and how you can ensure that you can have a powerful personal brand. So your personal brand is a snapshot of who you authentically are as an individual and what you uniquely offer the world. It's kind of similar to your company brand. If you've you've been following along, kiddos, um, it helps people quickly identify with you and it enables you to attract the right people to your life. And it provides an immediate perception that puts you top of mind for specific opportunities others may come across like so it's just going to increase people coming to you saying hey i thought about you but for this or i recommended you to so and so so kind of going back to the personal training scenario um of course i have a i have a personal training background like way back in the day in my in the 20s in my 20s and um and that's back in the day for me because, remember, you measure me in um, mileage, not model year. So... Um- People will come to me and they say, well, you know, which trainer should I work with? And I wouldn't, I would never say, oh, just anybody. I consider that person's personality. I consider um, their limitations. I consider if they want to like work out super aggressively or if they need a little more like gentle moving into it. I think about all those things and then I give them one specific or two specific trainers names and say, you know, I think this would probably be the best fit for you. So because those trainers have carefully crafted their personal brands and because I so quickly can understand them I can connect them with the best ideal clients for them and then they're happier because they're not dealing with people that's outside of their zone of genius that's outside of the scope of who they really get excited about working with so it's a win-win um and I have to say when I I have a whole module in, in my Bombshell Business Boot Camp. And if you go to um, amberherdle.com forward slash work with me, the very first thing that you'll see is my boot camp. It's Bombshell Business Boot Camp. And, um, it, and I call it something different, but basically we are talking completely about personal brand. And we have all kinds of exercises, all kinds of exercises to dig deep into this because it's so important, um, especially in the industry, the service-based industries that, um, that I work with. So what is your personal brand not? because you will see BS all over the internet. Oh my gosh, some of these people. I'm just like, really? Personal branding is not like some new catchphrase word where you can pretend like you know what you're talking about because you're like 12, teaching this to other people. Like This has been around in corporate America for forever. This is not just for people like me who's like Amber Hurdle coaching and training. Yes, my brand is a personal brand, but I had a personal brand when I worked for a Fortune 500 company. So your personal brand is not the promotion of an idea of who you are. It's not an idea of who you are or even who you want to become. It's not its not trying to be what you want others to think you are. It's not a personal public relations campaign. You cannot create a personal brand that is not who you authentically are. It's not going to work. And so when you look at all these like different personal branding courses or people talking about personal branding, if they're encouraging you to like paint a picture and that's not like who you are in your gut, like that's not who God designed you to be, you're already off, you're wasting your money, ditch them, I don't care if you spent $1,000, flush that crap down the toilet, get on board with who you are. It is exuding who you authentically are. So today- We're going to walk through some questions so you can ask yourself these things and gain some clarity on how you see yourself and then gain a better understanding of how other people see you. And then the end result will be creating a personal brand statement and identifying what gaps you need to close between who you are and how you are perceived. So if there are no gaps, then rock on with your bad self. You can just focus on what parts of our brand you can amplify to increase your visibility or your level of attraction that you create for the people and opportunities that are the best fit for you. This can be a little scary or it can be super crazy fun. It just kind of depends on your personality and all that kind of stuff. Most of my bombshells have a lot of fun with this because they're so focused all the time, like on their business and on their employees and on their families. And so it's really fun to go inward and start looking at who you are and and what you want to be known for as an individual. It's going to be one of the most important exercises you can complete to enjoy uh, life on your terms. (laughs) So knowing this is... Super important. It's, it's another one of those foundational things, and that's why so early in these podcast episodes, I am I'm just laying the foundation. So I hope everybody starts with episode zero zero. No matter how terrible these are early, hopefully I'll get better. But um, I, I just want you to have these foundations so everything else that we talk about can rest on these things, and you are on solid footing. Okay. So what type of things should you ask yourself um, if you can articulate these things and how? unique you are, then you can start understanding how you see yourself. So first, what is your life's mission or purpose? How do you uniquely fit into the world and contribute in a meaningful way? Um, You know, I, I ask people like, okay, well, what makes you happy? I like helping people. So you can what? So I can see them be happy. So you can what? Like, I just have to keep going down the so what path and ask and ask and ask until we finally get to the crux of something. So um, one of my very first clients a few years ago, three or four years ago, um, was a therapist. And we had to get to that point. Like, who is it really that you want to help. And we drilled it all the way down to what it is that she did, the transformation that she creates in that person's life and exactly who that person is. Because um, guess what? You can't specialize in everything. <laughs> like, you, you just can't. You can't say, oh, I'm a esthetician and I specialize in and then list 10 different services. That's not specializing. That is saying that these are the things that you offer. But if you sp- specialize in, in problem skin or great example, Great example. Okay, shout out to David Duff at um, Nashville Fit Lab. Um, I have seen all kinds of nutritionists and all kinds of stuff. Now, first of all, um, I've had some success and I've had a lot of like, are you kidding me? I can't believe I just paid you. So one person, Jenny Bewell, go to her website, JennyBurton.com. She is amazing if you're looking for um so many different things, but specifically trying to make a healthy lifestyle fit you. Okay. So there's Jenny. Well, I have some just terrible digestive issues. And so, David, I went to David for a period of time because he specializes in digestive issues. So I'm all on board, I'm all on track with Jenny. And then I get stuck. And so David digs me out of that and I'm doing some crazy stuff. Let me tell you, I'm like drinking sauerkraut juice and bone broth until it comes out my eyeballs. It's crazy, but it's working and I feel great. My skin looks better. So he knows part of his personal brand and part of the reason why I was referred to him by um, Transformation 10 here in Nashville, where I go get my body fat tested um, with Anna and Kurt every single month. Um, they, they said, okay, well, we're going to look for somebody, but we're, you know, they wanted to make sure that this person was super good at digestive. And so, because he was known for that, he got referred to me. He got my money. Do you see how that works? His, his purpose is helping people like me who have like those extra problems that aren't just, you know, oh, I'm going to stop drinking Coca-Cola and drop 20 pounds. Okay. So what is your life's mission or purpose? What is your reason for being here? Now, what are your top three or five values? We talked about this in your company culture, but what about your personal values? Um, Your values are the lens in which you see the world, and they're an indicator of what's most important to you. And most of your decisions are filtered through these personal standards. So um, that could be, like for me, for for example, integrity. Lie to me one time, I'm probably never going to trust you again. That is just one of those deal breaker tippity top. I will. I would rather get screwed than even chance screwing somebody else because integrity is is so important to me. So what are those key things for you? It could be fun. Like if I'm not having fun, I don't. I don't want to play. Like I'm done. Like go away. You're not. A, you're not fun. So <laughs> that's another one for me. Like things have to be fun in my life, um, and, and not necessarily entertaining um, all the time, but. I do need tons of fun. That's just part of how God made me. What are your passions? What makes you come alive inside? If you're taking notes, this is number three, by the way, I'm kind of moving fast. Um, if you understand what truly brings you joy and and you put that alongside your values and, and the other parts about what makes you you, then you can better determine whether an opportunity that presents itself is a good fit for your life. So whether that's a job or whether that's a strategic alliance, um, if somebody comes to me and says, Oh, Amber, I'd love to partner with you on XYZ, just because I can, it's kind of like spandex, right? Just because I can doesn't mean I should. If I'm not passionate about it, then I'm probably gonna like fizzle out. I'm gonna put everything ahead of that, and it's not gonna be a good fit and it's not really gonna be successful. So I need to be able to attract things that match my passion so I'm not constantly turning people down or people aren't thinking about me for 19 gajillion different opportunities. They're they're going to be better at, at honing in and, and knowing what to approach me with. Um, now, here's a fun one. Number four question. What are three to five words you would use to describe your personality? So this could be like fun, determined, stubborn, vibrant, cautious, pensive, rowdy, playful, um, spiritual, woo-woo. It could be anything like that. But if you could pick five words and only five words, what would those be? I think that that would be very telling of um, how you want people to see you if you're really being true to who you are. And then, of course, number five, what are your core strengths? What are the things that you've always been inherently good at? I mean, have you always been a super effective listener? Are you that person everybody comes to to talk about their problems? Are you a natural leader? Do people always just assume that you're going to take the reins and move things forward? Um, have you consistently been skilled at organizing? Like were you that girl who would go over to her girlfriend's house and, and then start organizing her closet or color coding her sock drawer? I mean, these are things that just just come, just come to you. It's just It's just who you are. You just do it. Um, You know, some people say, oh my gosh, I'm so OCD. So I'm like, okay, let's work with that. Why are you OCD? What are you OCD about? It could be that their kitchen is a nasty hot mess, but their office space is pristine. And so you got to dig into the whys behind that. And and what does that translate to when you're talking about your professional life? And if you're a go-to person for something, number six, what is that thing? What are your friends, your family members, your colleagues, your business partners, your employees, your former bosses, um, you know, whatever, what are those things that people always seem to come to you for? Are you the person who can fix computer problems? Um, do you always know the right thing to say in a difficult situation? Are you the numbers girl or are you the hostess with the mostess? Um, what are those things when people come to you and you're like, hey, I need help. And, you know, of course, I'd come to you. What's that thing? Number seven, when you're in a group of friends, what role do you fill? So um, let's go back to the Golden Girls. And if you're too young, like, okay, go YouTube Golden Girls, because it was like the greatest show ever. Um, So they had Dorothy, Blanche, Rose, and Sophia, right? So they each had a role within their condo that they all shared. they were all roommates. So um, you know, Dorothy was kind of like the serious, stoic one. Blanche was kind of the hoochie mama. Um, she always had, you know, a different man and she was always, you know, saying suggestive things. Rose was kind of the dingbat. You know, she, she was, um, Playful and fun and funny, but also probably um, the one that everybody kind of poked at because she was uh, a little flaky. And then Sophia, she was like a spitfire. She was the Italian, like, I'm going to tell you exactly like it is person. So, why can I say that these the, these were very careful character developments, and they had to stay in character while they were filming the show. And so, when they were outside of the show and they were just their normal people, people often saw them as their Golden Girls uh, character, right? So, in your Golden Girls scenario, in your condo of roommates, if you will, what role do you fill? Who are you? When people describe you in their you know in their girl squad, which how are they describing you? Um, Number eight, what impact have you had on organizations you have worked for or what impact do you have within your own organization? So whether um, you own your business or you're an employee or even, I mean, honestly, all of this works if you're in a corporate environment too. Um, how have you moved the needle in in support of where that business is trying to go? What is what is your place in that? If you have a business partner and they're maybe more outside marketing and maybe you're more inside operations, think about that consistently over your career. Um, you know, what's I, I was often known for coming in kind of like next leveling things, either creating a position or taking a current position and then taking it to a new level and creating new processes. So I'm very innovative. That's part of my brand. I'm very passionate. I'm very innovative. I get everybody bought into what it is that I want to do. And then we change things. And change, y'all, is hard. And I don't know anybody who who's like, oh, I just love change and it's super comfortable. Like change could be exciting, but at the end of the day, it's very, very uncomfortable. So that's what I was known for was moving through change and um, and, and being able to do that with a, a lot of buy-in and with a new level of excellence. So what's, what is it that you've done consistently over your career? And then what are a few accomplishments that you're proud of? Um, number nine, question number nine. What professional or personal accomplishments can I talk today? What professional or personal accomplishments do you use as a foundation of what you know you're capable of? So there are times, I'm not going to lie, I get nervous sometimes still to this day, and I have to tell myself, you have done this, 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 and this. Why the mm, mm, mm? Are you nervous about what you're about to do? And I have to go back to those accomplishments and say, if you could do that, then this is a piece of cake. So what are those things for you? Um, Of course, we want to talk about your weaknesses. Number 10. Um, What do people say about you when you're not in the room? Number 11. I'm going to move through these a little bit faster. I'm going to give you a worksheet, so don't worry about it. Um, But I also don't want to be in your earbuds or um, in your car stereo for an hour. Um, And, now we're kind of to the point where we're, we're going to look at what people say about you when you're not in the room and question, does that align with who you truly are? If people say, oh, she's really snotty, she's kind of a snob, um, she, she doesn't speak. Now, if you're not from um, the southeast, when somebody says she doesn't speak, that means she'll see you in the grocery store. And she won't say hi. She'll just kind of walk right past you. So um, is, that, is that what people are saying about you? And is that who you truly are? Or maybe are you just shy? Or you just don't know what to say when you see somebody that you kind of sort of know, but not really. Um, so if, if it's not aligning, if what people say about you when you're not in the room, if that doesn't align with who you truly are, then why not? And if it does align with what people are saying about you, if who you truly are aligns with what people are saying about you, why does it? Now, what do you want them to say? Hmm. So having answered those questions, let's talk about what strengths or personality attributes do you need to better promote? And I say promote very gingerly because you don't want to be like, hi, I'm Amber and I'm awesome at X, Y, Z. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But find opportunities to exude those strengths or personality attributes. So you put yourself in places where where you can shine on those areas, or you might say something in a networking um, at a networking event with somebody that kind of highlights that. And and what is it that you need to do better in order to be known as a person that you truly are? So what do you need to know about yourself that perhaps others aren't dialing in on very quickly that can help better position you for success? And what strengths do others need to be aware of in order to position you as an authority to attract and engage the people you need to have in your life to achieve your goals? Because remember, it's not just about, it's not just about business. If you aren't attracting the right people in general, your friend group, um, the right people life partner. Um, I mean, if I didn't have my husband allowing me to be me, you would not be listening to this podcast because I'd be in some kind of drama. I've been in relationships where people get really excited about, ooh, Amber's like exciting and look at all this fun razzle-dazzle around her. And then they, like, that doesn't go away, people. That's every day. That's every day, 24-7. Like, I'm, I am on 24-7. My husband, well, he's on a lot too, but he, even when I'm, not at my best, but still working in my wheelhouse of who I am, he just lets me be. And so it's important that, that you are very clear about who you are to the people around you so that you can attract the people who just let you be that and where you can be successful. That's mentors, that's other business opportunities, whatever that looks like. You've got to figure out how to start bridging that gap between who, who you know you are and how people see you. Now, how can you differentiate yourself from others? What is your personal competitive advantage? Why the heck would you work with me and not XYZ Coach? Well, if XYZ Coach isn't all up in your face and going to tell you exactly, you know, what you need to hear. if if she's sugarcoating things and and you're tired of getting your butt kissed every day because you're a strong, powerful female and everybody tells you how freaking great you are every single day, but you want to grow. You want to get better. So if you were to hire a coach or work with... Anybody in a, in a business advisory and they're just like, oh, good job, it's great, that's beautiful, that's wonderful all the time, you're not gonna grow. And so if you're somebody who needs like, okay, this is what's working, this is awesome, man, you're killing that, you're crushing that right there. But this right here, girl, mm, let's do this, 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 and this, because this, 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 and this, fix that, get it back to me, and P.S., you need to do it in 24 hours because I'm not waiting on your procrastination. Guess what, you wanna hire me. Okay? So that's how you have to start differentiating yourself that clearly. Now, who do you help in life? Who do you help? Who do you help in your business? Now if, if you've already worked through your, your brand promise, then you've worked, you've worked through this. As your brand, as the business, like this is what the business, no matter who's representing the business, this is what the business is promising to its customers and potential customers. I want you to think about you within your business. So if you're a boss, if you're a business partner, if maybe you are, um, you know, you run a booth in a salon or you are a massage therapist within a day spa or an esthetician or whatever that looks like, you're a personal trainer within a gym, whatever that looks like. Who is it that you're helping? Are you helping your employees? Are you helping the community? Who's your personal target audience? If you were at a networking event and somebody asked you who a good lead would be for you, what would you say? And I don't want to hear, anybody who's looking for a facial. No, no, that's not good. No, that's not good. Maybe how about, um, you know, really an ideal customer for me would be a woman in her mid-30s who's out of... Um, you know, kind of like the whole um, Clinique phase. She's understanding that her skin is aging, but it's not quite yet aging. So she's trying to do everything she can to keep her skin in good health before she reaches her 40s. How clear is that? That doesn't mean that you cannot serve a woman in her 40s or a woman in her 20s. But if you really enjoy preventative age um, progression in skin, and freaking say it out loud. They're still going to send you other people. They're still going to think, oh, this person's an esthetician. And so they're still going to send you people, but they'll definitely send you people who are an ideal fit if you clearly state that. So once you have all this going for you, once you get really clear on who you authentically are, then you need to reach out to your um, to your peers. You need to just ask. And so you need to go um, out to your network and, and pick about maybe 10 people and start asking them um, questions. And I'm just going to give you one. In my bombshell business boot camp, I actually give you um, a, a, lots of questions and they're very affirming. There's no way somebody can come back and be like, well, you suck. Like they're very affirming and um, um encouraging responses that you get. It's a beautiful process and everybody loves doing this. So even though it's kind of awkward because you're like, oh, am I really emailing these people asking these questions? Like, that's so personal. It feels so weird. Um, and then they get the responses back and it's like, what? But for, for this purpose, um, just because I, I'm not going to ask you to do a gajillion things, I just want you to email maybe 10 people different from different areas of your life. So it could be um, employees, former employees, former bosses, your mama, your friend, whatever. And and just ask them, um, what is it that I can do better than anybody else? And see if you can find any common themes in that. See if you see yourself the way that other people see you. And if you don't, then you need to bridge that gap. So... I want you to work through these questions. I want you to reach out to your friends. I want you to be clear and concise and figure out what it is that you need to do to better promote your individual brand and to differentiate yourself from everybody else in the universe who does what it is that you do. Now, if you want to go deeper into this, of course, go to com forward slash work with me and you will find... Um, the bombshell business boot camp and you can enroll in that. And it's very affordable right now. We are making some changes to it. We are going to um, increase the price um, uh, this fall and we're, we're actually really ramping up. It's going to be so boss, but anyways, for now it's a great time to get in um, because it's, pretty darn cheap. And I will walk you through all of this in addition to other things like organizing your business and putting your processes in place and doing a red lipstick marketing plan so you could just simplify marketing. But anyways, for this purpose, you do get a free worksheet as always with these episodes. And I hope that um, you'll go over to today's show notes and that's amberherdle.com forward slash podcast and just look for the most recent episode or if you're in the future, hello, future, and you don't want to dig through all my podcast pages, then just go to amberhurdle.com forward slash podcast dash archive to get a quick visual reference of where to click. So um, shout out to Anthony Tran at Marketing Access Pass for that new page and um, for all the website wonders you manage for me. And, um, if you love what you found out about yourself, if you love some of the feedback that you're getting from your friends and peers and colleagues, send it to me. Let me know what's going on. Let me know what this exercise did for you. Um, it's Amber at amberhurdle.com. I'd love to hear from you, or you can leave a comment in the show notes or just tweet to me and let you know, you let me know you did it at all. So I'm at, um, At Amber Hurdle, and you can hashtag bombshellbiz with a Z, and uh, I'll definitely be answering those. I'm a social media junkie. So that's gonna do it for this episode. We went a little bit long today, but I hope it's worth it. As always, I would cherish if you'd go to iTunes and give an honest reading and review. And um, it just helps me become more visible and help more people like you. And that's pretty much the name of the game for me, right? This is, this is the free version of Amber. And I, I hope I'm giving generously and that you're getting stuff from it. And I hope you'll share this with other bombshells who need to um, get a little straight talk and work through some issues in their business so they can next level things because you are already brilliant. You're already great at what you do. And I want you to be bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident in your business and your life. And I will see you next time, Bombshell. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources and be sure to tune in again. Cheers to you, Bombshell.